Hi, my name is Panta Kalhor and you're listening to Transition by Panta Kalhor Podcast. I created this platform to help you grow and move forward easier through your transition, whether in parenthood, job transition, healing journey, or starting a brand new life. Episode 144, Fertility Empowerment Show. Ancient Wisdom for Modern Problems with Ryan Langenecker, acupuncturist, herbalist, and traditional Chinese medicine practitioner. Ryan has been in practice since 2008, and he worked out in different clinics, and he also had his own clinic called Avenue Acupuncture. His primary focus is on treatment of uh, degenerative eye disease. He also uh, doing instructing uh, work or teaching job in York University, Toronto School of Traditional Chinese Medicine and Ontario College of TCM Toronto. Welcome to our podcast, Ryan. Thank you. Nice to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. So today we have very special topic because it's more about me and how Ryan could help me and dia- diagnose my problem with the fertility issues. I was struggling with fertility issues for two years, being everywhere for in different doctors and fertility centers, and also I have done. Uh, lots of ups and downs uh, with the IVF because I've done it and then I stop it. I, I've done it again. But at the end of the day, I said, no, there is something wrong and I have to stop all the medication. Maybe there is some underlying issues that I have to recover. Maybe I have some other health problem that I have to recover. So then I, I went to Ryan, another person uh, introduced me to Ryan. He was very successful uh, in fertility, uh, recovering many women for fertility issues. Uh, even if he's, he's specialized in uh, treatment of degenerative eyes disease, but he's also doing a lot of fertility treatment. So how did you diagnose my, my problem? How did you find out about me? Oh, jumping straight into it. Okay. Uh, first things first, you do have to realize that in Chinese medicine, we look at the body differently from Western medicine and we do diagnose differently. Uh, so some of the terms we use are, are pretty much straight parallels to like scientific explanations, but some is a more like energetic concept. Um, so first things first, when we're looking at anybody's body, we're looking in terms of almost like your body is the planet not like its own planet but it is like the planet so it's not separate from the planet so you have the same forces that happen in you such as wind cold dryness dampness and so you can think of these things in terms of like you know if someone has heat uh, they feel like it's a hot flash they, they would feel warmer maybe redder faces if someone's cold maybe they have frailer bodies they feel cold at the time it doesn't have to be covering up any warm water all the time. So these same things happen within you, right? So when I go over what I think the diagnosis was, it's, it makes more sense if you kind of think how a traditional Chinese medicine practitioner thinks. And, uh, but this is, this is why you go to one, right? Because you, you tried the Western model. It was working for you, unfortunately. But uh, you know, if you try something different, maybe it boosted your body back up a little bit. 
so I see the main difference is that like Western medicine is very good in their intervention in terms of like finding like the specific you know final molecule. They're amazing at testing. They're amazing at cutting out things too. You know, if you have an infection or a virus, they're amazing at getting that out. But uh, I find where our medicine really succeeds in is helping to strengthen or boost you. So I think you were in need of more of a boost. So going back to your question, what was the diagnosis, right? Yes. So there was a few things that I found with you. And uh, if it, I want to get your permission first because we're going to be deep diving into like symptoms you go over with. Yeah, go ahead. Your health go history. Ahead. Yes. Just making sure. Okay. Yes. Um, so one thing that you did mention is you did have fibroids, right? Yes. Now, these weren't blocking the tubes or anything, so it didn't seem to be like one of the major issues. Um, but you had fibroids. Also, a separate symptom that you wouldn't have normally thought of is that you were coughing up phlegm quite a lot too, right? So in Chinese medicine, we see phlegm is a very bad thing. Um, so you can think of yeah, coughing up phlegm, that is literally phlegm. But uh, the, uh, the idea of phlegm extends even further in traditional Chinese medicine, that uh, it's pretty much any like hard masses or nodules or any kind of growth that you wouldn't want. Those are also included in, in our idea of phlegm. So you have this very you know, physical phlegm, but you also had like fibroids down there, which we think is another type of phlegm. So phlegm was a predominating concept in your body. Uh, in Chinese medicine too, we think that any, a lot of external influences like um, poor diet or like uh, mental anxiety, poor sleep, these can develop phlegm as well too, right? Now you had a lot of IVF rounds before that. That's a lot of hormones in your body that really speeds that phlegm production up too. So even you even said it yourself when you came in, you want you're you wanted to go through some kind of a detox. You're looking through detox programs as well too. You, you felt you you kind of were were sick of the hormone injections. You're like, let's get this out. Let's start from ground zero and start with just me, natural me, not supported by these hormones. So part of that concept is uh, goes back to phlegm as well too. So it's like it's like an external thing put into you that you want to get out. Just like coughing up phlegm, we'll get these external estrogen, but whatever is injected out as well too. So what do you do with this coughing and asthma issue? I have asthma, as you say, coughing. Yeah, so, there, so in terms of uh, the phlegm, like in the lungs, there's like either specific herbs or specific acupuncture you can get for that. Um, in terms of coughing, so you're talking about the lungs are creating more phlegm. So we want to get more blood flow into those lungs in order to help resolve that issue. So there's some excellent herbs that help do that. Oh, herbs? Herbs is a big one, yeah. I find herbs, especially for such a congenital problems as just phlegm, it's so deep down in you, right? You're trying to like dig it out, essentially. I find uh, it's really helpful to give herbs for those conditions. Plus, it's something you can take every day. Mm -hmm. What about the points, the acupuncture points? Yeah, so acupuncture points, I talk about getting blood flow in there, right? So um, Which acupuncture? Can you show us? <laughs> oh, sure, yeah. There's like ones in like the center of the chest. Yes. You do one right. That's really good for opening up. Often you put that one in there. People yes. always feel like, oh, I can like breathe a little bit better already. Yeah. <laughs> there's points in like the wrist as well too. Like the one over here. One over yeah, here, I remember. One over here, over here. Yeah. So all those points they, they help. Different points around the chest too, but the center one's like the most powerful one. But that's for the lungs. But we're talking about fertility, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> so we're now we're thinking about like now that's like you know upper phlegm. Now we're talking about like lower phlegm down there in terms of fibroids, right? So there's ones in the lower abdomen near the pelvis that can help circulate the blood flow there. Mm -hmm. it's almost like smoothing out rocks with water over time, right? Become sanding and wash away. This is the way we think about things in Chinese medicine. So Always related back to the planet. I remember you also gave me some uh, food instruction, like mm -hmm. diet. Can you yes. talk about this? Yeah. 
Yeah, so, okay, so phlegm was one thing. Uh, another concept with you was uh, we talk about, in terms of the uterus, again, there's like, we talk about hot and cold at the time, right? For you, I diagnosed you as a cold uterus. So um, you can think of hot and cold almost like metabolic function, right? If something's warmer, maybe it's functioning too much, think of like thyroids, right? Hyperthyroid, like a hot thyroid. Uh, yours is under-functioning, so we called you a cold uterus. And cold uterus, it's almost like you can think of anything else like a cold arm or a cold leg, right? It's a little more shrunk. Maybe it's like not as much blood flow and getting there. It's not as high functioning too. It takes more to warm up and actually get moving. So that the cold uterus, that's, uh, that's how I diagnosed you. So with that, I wanted to give you more foods that would help to warm that out. So ginger is like the most obvious one. Yes. Uh, if you're going to take vegetables, you're going to steam them, get that warmth from the steam. Meat. Protein, that's going to be good. In this case, things like red meat, mutton, those are all going to be helpful as well, too. So what kind of food should we avoid uh, when we have this uh, specific symptom? Yeah, so this goes back to your specific one. This is why this specifically is great. We, we know that with cold foods such as you, or with cold such as you, we want to stay away from cold-natured foods in the eyes of Shifshine medicine. This would be like uh, raw veggies. I know people think veggies are great. We do think that too, of course, but in your case, raw veggies we actually see as very cold food as well too. So we want to warm or steam those vegetables at least to help get that nutrition better, but then we think that cold food may, raw food may make the cold even worse. Um, other cold nature food, things like dairy, ice cream is like the epitome of cold and phlegmy food. So definitely stay away from that, not just the uterus, but the, the lungs as well too. Why dairy is not good? You know, uh, as soon as I talked to you, I had to stop dairy. Uh, I uh, Actually, uh, I used to uh, have lots of meals and especially yogurt. I love it, plain, mm -hmm. plain yogurt. But yeah. uh, when I tried to do the acupuncture, I said, okay, let's just stop yogurt. It was a long time I didn't have meat, eat, mm -hmm. sorry, the milk. But for yogurt, I couldn't resist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, I'm with no, you. I like no, yogurt too. Yeah, so I said, okay, no, no way. I have to resist more. I, I mean, uh, sorry, I have to stop it somehow. Good for you. No, it why, looks like it worked why out for you too. Dairy is not good, David. Yeah, so in, again, in traditional Chinese medicine, we see that as like a pure phlegm food. Uh, when it comes to the cow, actually, if you've ever like actually milked a cow, there is a lot of phlegm in the milk before it's actually processed out. I visited a dairy farm. I was surprised how much phlegm is in the milk. Um, but yeah, we see it as like a, a pure damp forming, phlegm forming food. Uh, it's just so sticky. It gets caught up, causes a lot of mucus as well, too. I even noticed it myself. If I drink too much milk, then I start to get the little phlegm building up as well, too. The best... Um, I don't know, analogy or best explanation I heard from a guy was he saying like, well, think of like cow's milk, you know, it's, it's to feed this little 80 pound calf who's going to grow up in like eight months, this 400 pound bovine, right? So you got to think like the growth hormones that are in this kind of milk that would cause this formation to happen, right? So like, yeah, yeah maybe. You. So we're the only other animal that uh, drinks other animal's milk. Uh, I'm not denying the deliciousness of it. Of course, I love my milk and my cheese, but in terms of from a health perspective, we do think staying away from, uh, dairy is best, especially if, again, we're going back to the diagnosis, right? Everything goes back to the specific diagnosis. That's why I'm not trying to talk generalities here. I'm talking about you this time. We have both the cold for you and the phlegm formation. And we see dairy as like a purely cold and phlegm forming food, phlegm natured food. Yes. So that's but, why uh, for you. That was interesting for me. It didn't took one month 
more than one month i got i got pregnant yeah it's very exciting it was so <laughs> fast and i was so long this happened and that just happened yeah you had a long road for sure do you have any suggestion how to continue pregnancy like i know a lot of uh, women they can conceive, but they cannot maintain the baby. You mean like miscarriages, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so often miscarriages in like the first trimester or so, uh, we see that can be a kidney issue. So I'm not talking about kidneys in terms of like, you know, filtration, urination. In Chinese medicine, the kidneys are a very important concept. They're what hold your initial essence, spiritual. we call the jing, your essence pretty much. So often we see it as a, a kidney energy issue. Mm -hmm. So uh, yeah, often we give herbs to help boost the kidneys and do acupuncture help the kidneys as well too. But uh, pretty much helping the, well, the woman's entire energetic system. So what, some things I recommend definitely is going to be like Tai Chi and Qigong, uh, if you've heard of Qigong. Some kind of like Chinese yoga almost. I recommend that to anyone who's doing any kind of miscarriage. <laughs> Chinese yoga. <laughs> Meditation is good for everything. Like <laughs> It is, yeah. Well, this is, uh, this, this, it, this is an umbrella for meditation because there's like types of movie meditation. There's like the stillness meditation where you're going inside your mind and your soul. But uh, I recommend it to everyone because uh, it really helps to boost your internal energy. Your jing, we call it. Yeah. So how, now I'm going to have some personal question from you. <laughs> Just for okay. the audience. How did you end up uh, to this field? Why did you choose Chinese medicine? Oh, well, I, uh, I have the benefit of being mixed. I'm half Chinese and half white. So I got to grow up, you know, I grew up in Canada, Toronto, born and raised, but I, I went to China pretty much every summer, visit my family there. So I got to see kind of the best of both worlds, right? And my grandmother's kind of an herbalist. Um, so I got to see that aspect of it. But uh, I also trained Kung Fu a lot from a very young age. I'm a Sifu now instructor, but uh, that was, that's what really inspired me. Because, uh, you know, in the beginning, you learn the same concepts I'm talking about. This is not really different, right? Yin and yang are the five elements, but you just apply them differently. You apply them in the martial arts form. So, in the beginning, you're kicking and punching. You get a little higher. You start to lock people up with those same concepts. You get higher. You start to do pressure point striking, right? Which is the same points as acupuncture, actually. So, then you learn at the highest level of Kung Fu, it's actually the healing aspect, which is, which is the traditional Chinese medicine. The same concept I learned from, from day one was applied totally differently. So I thought, wow, that's incredible. You know, our body is so strong and so weak all at the same time, uh, if you just know what to do with it. So what changes is that when the Kung Fu was, I had a very, you know, young, uh, um, uh, what's it called, intention, right? A hurting intention, right? Put in bad energy in the person. And now with acupuncture, I'm just using needles and putting in a yin healing intention to them. So it just, it's just like a, a switch of intention and it's just such different consequences. So I thought that was really amazing. So got to get both, yin and yang, right? Uh, does acupuncture and uh, acupressure, because this, this is the term you, recently I hear, I hear a lot, because yeah. people are at home and they cannot go to acupuncture, so... Um, they use this acupressure term. Mm -hmm. Does this very different from uh, acupuncture or almost? Uh, I believe so. Uh, I believe it's very different, yeah. Uh, if you look at the actual neurological mechanism of how acupuncture works, uh, a big part of it is actually a puncture through the skin and getting to the nerves. So the reason why it helps is you're actually hurting the body ever so slightly with a needle, right? That slight puncture actually caused your body to say, whoa, I'm injured, and let's start healing this, right? 
So if you look at, I don't want to get too scientific, but uh, what's going to do it, there's like a histamine response and it's breaking mast cells. And this then tells the nerve to send a signal to the brain, which is then transported back to different areas of the body. But it does take a puncture to make that happen. Yeah. So there is still some, in terms of like a neurological mechanism, there is still some benefit of the pressure, right? In terms of like shearing force and things like that. But uh, more benefit is felt from an actual puncture. I see. Because... Hey, the benefit, also the benefit, I mean, if you're doing it at home, acupressure, you could do this like 10 hours a day, right? Whereas it becomes your acupuncture. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe it becomes like half an hour once or twice a week. Oh, right? you can do more. And I think acupuncture is more sensitive. Because you can actually choose exactly which point, and it's just tiny, tiny little point. But because pressure, you have a lot of space to do the massage, and is not exact point. That that's right. It's yeah. pretty much the size of your thumb, whatever your thumb width is, right? Yes. But hey, like I said, it's it's the steady, steady input, right? So I like that. It's like should I exercise half an hour once a week, or should I do steady walks every day? I would take the walking every day at least. Yeah, I see you know, for me, acupuncture everywhere. Before you, before I come to you, mm-hmm. I've done uh, other acupuncture in other uh, offices, but it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, for yours, uh, I remember you only you give, uh, give me two times per week. Mm-hmm. And uh, what, what was the reason? Oh, that's important. So just like going to the gym and exercising, right? I mean, you're going to get more out of it if you go more frequently and build on those last results, right? So if we go back to how the acupuncture works, I mean, we're essentially trying to retrain your body, right? We're trying to almost trick it by getting these different points in your body, turning on and off different switches in your brain, right? Yes. But so just like any habit, you have to do something often enough and long enough for the body to retain that kind of message, right? So we found that the typical acupuncture results last between like two and four days. So you definitely have to come back between that time to build those results. If you just do it the once, you know, you can see some improvements in terms of blood flow to the uterus, uh, a change in the cortisol levels, but it may come back down. You're just back to where you were before, right? There's no point in that, right? We need to boost back up. So while you do get some results, you know, they start to fade over after like three or four days, wow. you come back up, you boost them again, right? going down and just keep boosting 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 right well that's why we have to get that keep training into your body like no this is how i want your body to function now that's the really the importance of the frequency and what i really liked about your office uh Mm -hmm. when i called you you said i said okay i've been somewhere else with other acupunctures and you said uh that's fine this is different you're gonna be here you gotta be healed and that was really, really positive boost for me. Like, I didn't know what happened to me, but uh, I had lots of confidence in me after hearing this. Good. Yeah, so I think one of the most important thing in choosing whoever you want to go for it, like doctors, any fertility specialists or acupuncture, I'm not saying giving them the fake promise but the positive uh, positive first meeting is the best thing you can get like mm-hmm. for my fertility issues i've been in one doctor for one fertility clinics and she was very very negative so mm-hmm. that's why i didn't have a really good feeling about ivf maybe ivf worked for many people uh, mm-hmm. you see this is a very proven 
methodology for many people. But because of the doctor I chose, I couldn't, I didn't feel confident go, mm -hmm. go with her. So I think that's the most important one, being positive, being a smile. I mean, being very smiley, you know, that's, that, that's the thing that really attracts me to your work. Good to hear. Yeah. Confidence in the practitioner is definitely important. It's definitely yeah. a teamwork too, you know? Yeah, it is. Because yeah, as you show, I gave you stuff to do at home too. And you, you got to believe in not, not me, but, or the medicine, but you got to believe in yourself too, right? Exactly. If you're in a better mindset, then yeah, your body will follow. What uh, suggestion do you give us during this very hard time? Because people, I don't know, women are trying to conceive. They don't have access to many places. I'm not sure if your office is open. Uh, yeah, we're open now. It's open. So they can come to you with precaution. <laughs> with precautions, yeah. And uh, I'm wearing a mask every day. Yeah, yeah, mask. Um, but uh, what do you suggest other women that are living maybe far away from you or somewhere else that they don't have access to acupuncture? How? Oh, yeah, it doesn't doesn't have to be acupuncture. There's so much other self care you can do. I mean, even just the dietary recommendations. Uh, talking to a qualified practitioner and find out which foods may be best for them. Just like we talked about with you. I mean, milk's a general one, but it's very specific to you. So uh, yeah, dietary is huge. Uh, and just the fact that you can like, I, I know I wasn't working and at first that stressed me out. But once I just accepted it and said, Hey, you know what? I would have never taken a two month break for no reason. So once I just accepted it and I uh, started to enjoy it much more, definitely. Uh, but there's still things, you, yeah, the acupressure you talked about, I think foot soaks are excellent. We talked about, you know, cold uterus. So if you want to warm, foot soaks are incredible. Keep putting like very hot water, like some ginger even, that helps to like induce that heat up to you and that can increase your metabolic function too. And definitely cut the sugar. Cut the sugar, yeah. <laughs> when you're cooking at home, it's, I find uh, it's easy to cook healthier. No, just because. I when I don't eat sugar. Yeah, good for you. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's it was it was when uh it's when you're working hard and you just don't feel like cooking. I find that's when I start eating the junk food. When I'm at home with nothing else to do, then I start to start to eat healthier. Yes. Because we just don't buy junk, so it's not in the house at all. There's no temptation for me. Oh good. <laughs> do you have any other tips you're gonna add to my audience? I'm going to stick with that Tai Chi and Qigong tips. That's one of the best things you can do for yourself, honestly. And it's great because it's a solo thing. So you can just find a good video on YouTube. Uh, I can link you to some of my teachers and masters. You can just do like a Skype call with them or something. But there's so much free information out of them. And it's not even something that like you have to learn too much of. It's just something you just start applying right away. You what don't have to be a master at it right away. Spell it for us. Tai Chi. Oh, Tai Chi. Tai Chi, yeah. Tai Chi, and there's another form called it? Qigong. I've seen in, in the park uh, once I was yeah. <laughs> working, uh, some Chinese, uh, usually they are old Chinese. Because I think right, yeah. they are more uh, healthier. They, <laughs> they really take care of their sims, uh, themselves. And then yeah. Tai Chi. I, uh, it forces you to slow down. It forces you to be aware of your body too, over all the movements, and it forms greater connections. And then, uh, so that chance of slowing down, I think, is huge. So yeah. I, 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 can't, I can't be a bigger proponent of Tai Chi. So that's one of my best recommendations. Oh. If you do only one thing, that's what I would recommend. Okay, sure. I will follow it. <laughs> okay, good. And uh, you have a link. I, I saw your link. You have a book. 
best-selling book. So can you talk about your book a little bit? My book, it's a collaborative effort with, I think, 11 other authors. It's called Healing, Volume 1. So we were the first one, more to come. And um, th so all of us healers were different modalities. So I'm the only acupuncture guy there. But then there's like, you know, a, a heart math person, it's a chiropractor, a naturopath, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so my part, I talked about what I love treating and what I love working on, which is eye diseases and uh, retinal and optic nerve issues. So uh, that's my main focus. And uh, that's the stuff I talked about. Yeah, but you're doing other acupuncture for, for your Oh, patients. yeah, we treat a lot of things. Orthopedics, I, I do a lot of as well, too, for. fertility. <laughs> Pardon me? You have to do lots of fertility treatments because it really works. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, for the book, for anyways, this book, I talk mostly about the eye disease and how um, acupuncture can help that. Yeah. So, you don't like to dabble. Good. So, and you have, I have your website link and all the information i will add it for the audience to listen and to see what you're doing and if they are interested they can and they are living in toronto they come and see you i really suggest you <laughs> recommend you so thank you so much for having us and great talking to you part of this podcast thank you so much Please subscribe to Panta Kalhor Transition Channel and order my book Naturally Conceived through Amazon. Thank you for watching.